0: Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with T-Mac Tony McKinnon on a beautiful February day. Yep. Today's February 15th. We're recording this program, the day after Valentine's
1: Day. And um, it's going to be 68 degrees today. 68 degrees today. Might snow Thursday. Welcome to Oklahoma. Yeah. Let's not talk about Thursday.
0: Let's, yeah. let, let's. But it's, it's going to be in the 60s again on Saturday. Yeah.
1: After it might snow on Thursday. Yeah. You know, we have these the weather has hot flashes and cold flashes, slightly menopausal. But you know. Yeah. But you know this this is a perfect
0: winter day for me. Perfect winter day. Perfect winter day where you know you can go out and play golf or do whatever you
1: want to do and.
0: Wearing a short sleeve shirt today. Yes, you are. I noticed yeah. that. It's a yeah, little bit
1: pink, mauve. T- I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's, it's it's a Valentine's overflow. Overflow. Know? You know, it's, yeah, it's a pink shirt. Pink of course, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Because real men wear pink. Real men wear pink. Yeah. Anyway, we want to welcome all of you to the podcast. If you if you want to send us an email, you can email us podcast at rama.org or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, once again. We want to get Doug Jones on the podcast. He keeps ignoring us, ignoring us, ignoring us, and tell you know we talk to him. He changes the subject. So please send him an email, D at rhema.org, and let him know we want you on the podcast. Tell, um, tell
1: him you know what happened to the guy in the Bible that buried his
0: talent. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And whatever you need to do to get Doug Jones on the podcast, yep. it, it would be you know helpful. Yeah, because he does have some things that we, he he can share. Certainly. Around. He says he has nothing to share. Nothing to share. No, but, I mean, he's been here forever. He's got to have something to say. He's got to have something to say. He's, you know, even, you know, he has some behind-the-scenes story with my grandfather. Sure. Where especially the, my favorite ones are the ones where my grandparents yelled at him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Clean the bathtub.
0: <laughs> you have to understand that I've known Doug for a long time. Uh, of course, when I first, I used to call him Bug Jones. Bug Jones. Yeah. Bug Jones because, you know, I was like five years old or things like that. So he was kind of like my older brother, Some you know, and, and I'd mess with him and stuff. So Doug Jones needs to come on the podcast. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to come on the podcast. Maybe that might be it. B- because, you know, anyway. Well, today we have with us on the podcast Josh Pennington. Josh, it's good to have you. I know you're here uh, ministering to the third-year students. And um, tell us where your pastor, where, you know, and where your church's name, and the website in case people want to check you sure. out.
2: Thanks for having me today, and it's been a, been a great start to the week. <clears throat> um, my wife and I pastor in our hometown, a little town in Ohio outside of Columbus. You probably heard of Columbus, but if you go east about an hour, you'll run into a little town, Newark, um, our hometown. Uh, we've pastored there just over 17 years. After graduating, um, Rama spent a few years deciding what was next and then started the church from scratch in our hometown. More Life Church <coughs> is the name, and... Um, MoreLifeChurch.com is the website. It's easiest probably to get on the app, too. We have an app. It's on all the, it's on all the uh, uh, app stores. It's free, and it's got all kinds of content on it that I think would be a help to people. And I know you can look you up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, Josh underscore Pennington. I was messing with him
1: today. He had all that information on the board for the students, and I snuck in there yesterday after class and by his website, MoreLife.com. Right,
2: morelifetours. dot com. Uh,
1: I wrote LessLife.org dot <laughs> org. Yeah, and I knew <laughs>
2: instantaneously who it was.
1: <laughs> Josh and I graduated together. We've been friends a long time. We didn't know each other at school, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah not not so much. We were a big class, and you were much older than me, so you know, was, <laughs> <Yeah. been> a- <laughs> more mature.
0: Fair more enough. mature. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Josh, let us uh, tell us your story. I mean, did, did you grow
2: up in church, or you grew up heathen and? Yeah, yeah. how would you end up at Ramah? So it's a really fascinating. I think it's a fascinating story. I, I, love, my, I love my story. I hope, I hope the listeners, whatever their story is, love their story too. But um, it starts with um, my mother immigrated to this country from Italy, which is a huge part of my story. Um, it's interesting that the, the three of us are just a boat ride away from never meeting. And so my mm-hmm. grandmother, classic, classic um, immigrant story where um, my grandfather came ahead and sent money back to the old country to get the family over on a boat. And uh, my mom, her sister, and her brother, and my grandmother took the seven, eight day journey across the Atlantic. I mention that because my mom was raised Roman Catholic. all right, And um, that's where her faith roots begin. And um, she was the first in her family to leave the Catholic church, which in her family was a massive ordeal. It was a massive, a massive thing. Uh, to make matters worse, um, she gave her heart to Christ and then went to um, a denominational church, a Pentecostal Church of God. So going <laughs> from <laughs> the Pentecostal Church of God was, was quite a quite a deal. Um, my parents were divorced when I was little. She remarried, and um, they they found a church that was um, uh, pastored by a Rhema graduate, so from fourth grade on. The church was born out of the charismatic renewal and then handed off to a Rhema graduate. And so from fourth grade on, I was raised in um, a, a Rhema-pastored church and didn't really know anything else. It was my whole life. Um, fast forward, my wife and I were married when we were 19. Um, put in our two-week notice, went on our honeymoon, and we're in Tulsa by camp meeting of 97. So we're getting ready to celebrate 25 years of marriage (laughs) together. So we were at camp meeting 25 for the first time. And fast forward to today, um, our youngest son just told us last week he's coming to Rama in the fall, so he'll be at camp meeting 50 so, uh, so we're out
1: we're out of the closet on that now.
2: Pretty, yeah well we are now we are now we are <laughs> josh called me
1: last week i yeah. was excited to get that yeah, yeah, news.
2: yeah we're really excited because it was his choice so yeah.
0: back to our story we were 19 well, uh, let me throw this out yeah um camp meeting our 50th um camp meeting is coming up yeah. july the july the 24th through the 29th right here on the Raymond campus and it's our 50th camp meeting so you know, make plans to attend. We've had some wonderful camp meetings over the years. So we, we're planning a special celebration for 50 years of camp meeting. That's awesome. So um, if you can be here on campus, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And um, back to Josh. Going yeah. to have a party.
2: Yeah, I, for, for Angie and I, our start was brilliant. I mean, to be married, to be here, and to have that be our foundation together mm-hmm. to build on, I mean, I had no idea how much that was going to do for us. It, w- it was amazing. Uh, between... The years we were here, ninety-seven to ninety-nine, we were encouraged between first and second year.
0: Well, let me say this: Yeah, Go, going back to Camp I Meeting, you, you said yeah. you really hadn't heard a lot of the ministers. Oh, yeah, I mean, you were oh, just showed up.
2: Oh, we just showed up. I mean, we we knew what Rhema was because of our church and who yeah. who pastored our church. I'd never heard a Brother Hagen tape. I'd never heard a Pastor Hagen message. I'd never I'd never heard any. Thing. And so that's a cue to some of
0: your Rhema pastors, especially Rhema, you know, grads out there, you, know, you, you need to share our ministry with, with, with your, you know, your congregation. I mean, they need to know your roots and it's, you know, it's heritage. And it's, yeah. You know, especially stuff like the believer's authority, how to be led by the spirit of God. I mean, those are, those are pretty important. So, um, you know, and, you know, one of the biggest ways that we get Rhema students is from Rhema churches. But if they don't tell you anything about Rhema, then it's really hard to, you, know, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to keep their heritage secret so that you, you won't know where they learned the stuff or what. I don't know. Anyway, back to you. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: it, it, was, it, was, it was like, as they say, uh, drinking out of a fire hydrant at camp meeting. Yeah. And we were, just, we were just so excited and just happy to be here. And it was, it was brilliant for us in so many ways, working, trusting God, so on and so forth. Uh, to back up a little bit, it's interesting because my parents had a dream for my life. And our dreams collided. <laughs> <laughs> so before I got married, I've already kind of, spoiler alert, I did get married. But I told my parents, I'm like, I want to ask Angie to marry me, and I want to go to Ramah. And they're like, no, nah, that, ain't, that ain't it. That ain't going to be the way it goes. You're going to go to Ohio State <laughs> and so on and so forth. And they had this whole plan laid out. They're going to go to Ohio State. I did that for a little bit. And anyway, said, okay, I'm going to go to Rhema. Um, They said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you a house a duplex. My parents were in real estate. We're going to let you live on one side and collect the rent from the other, pay for your car, pay for your tuition. All you really have to do is focus on going to school. Well, I was like, that's a great, that's a great deal right there. Well, as soon as I said, I'm going to get married, all that was off. So I don't know if they had something against my wife. (laughs) I I killed everything. And I I guess I mentioned that because we just had a crash course in believing God, like meals, rent, tuition insurance i mean it was just crash course um first year goes by and it's really really good and uh, then i I suppose it's probably similar we had to choose between first and second year focus yeah and so we prayed about that and said hey if you're married pray about it and then have a conversation so we did that i was so excited like that was just like a big deal i just like hey this is gonna be awesome and spouse is gonna be excited and Angela said, so what group do you think you're going to go in? I said, I, I believe I'm supposed to go to the pastor's group. And she, <laughs> she says, this is word for word. She says, under no circumstance at any time, if Jesus and angels appear to me, I will never pastor a church. With you, <laughs> that felt personal. Like maybe somebody else, she would, but for but with me, though. No. So that was uh, that was kind of like you know high high and like a really low low. And I guess I mentioned that because it was a massive part of our story, and I didn't go into the pastors group. And, and let me just kind of
0: for the listeners out there, yeah. And if you go to rbtc.org, you can find information about Rainbow Bible Training College. In fact you you can give us your information and, and we'll give you a call and t- tell you more about it, try to get you on a tour here. But the way most people do now, we're a three year program. The first two years it's it's like a general ministry, everyone takes the same thing. And then the third year you, you make a focus like pastors, you know, children, youth, well I guess children and youth are together now. Student ministries are called. Uh, or traveling minister or ministry helps or so that's kinda of, we kinda of added another year, but but just for not to confuse you know, the listeners. Yeah, but yeah. So, but, but back then it was two years, and you chose, you chose pa, you know, That's pastor. That's what I chose group. in my heart. Yeah. and uh, I went in the evangelist
2: group, by the way. Well, yeah. I ended up going in the evangelist group because I wasn't going to go to war with anybody <laughs> over this. You know what I mean? Like it's, and, I, and I just kind of was just, my position was, Lord, I've talked to her. If you want to say something to her, you need to. And I left it alone. God is my witness. I never said another word. I went in the evangelist group and it served me well. And, um, graduation happens when, when we graduated in 99, my wife was pregnant with twins. We have four kids, twins that are 22, Jacob and Julia born girl, a daughter, Audrey, who's 20 and a son who's out, who's 19. His name is Alex. So we had four kids in 35 and a half months and she was pregnant when we walked across the stage. Um, Four kids in thirty five and a half months <laughs> for, for all the guys listening that's that's nuts that's crazy like well for all the ladies listening that's crazy for, well too. the ladies get like when I tell that story, the lady's like, "Oh my gosh, that poor woman, yeah. you know four in diapers, four in car seats, four in high school, just on and on on yeah. and on it went and um so when we graduated, we uh just plugging along doing the best we knew, and I still had him in, in my heart, you know. I believe we're going to pastor a church one day, and just I just stayed quiet about it.
0: So, so when you graduated, did you go back to your hometown,
2: or yeah? Did you so we graduated, and um, that was a that's kind of funny because that's the other kind of pinnacle moment for us was sky's the limit. No, yeah. you leave school, you can go anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Like anywhere in the world, <laughs> and you and you hear go back to your hometown. And nobody falls in love with my hometown. Like, you don't go there and fall in love with it. It's just not anything that, you know, I mean, I love it, but it's rural America. Anywhere in the world, God says, go back home. And we obeyed and went and plugged away, worked, so on and so forth. That's in 99. 2003, I'm in a little church filling the pulpit for a pastor. Preaching a message out of Isaiah one nineteen, where it says, if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Mm-hmm. And the idea was there's two factors there in the good of the land, willing and obedient. And the key thought that I just brought out was God wants you to want to. He doesn't want you to, like drug along, hanging your hat on obedience and sacrifice only, but there's can be a willingness to your to your obedience. And we got in the Van loaded up the kids, and Ann says to me, um, you know, Josh, I know you've had this in your heart for a while since we were at Rama, and all the while I would have done it because you said so, but I wouldn't have been willing. But today I got willing, hmm. so let's do this. And she cried, and I cried, and then the four kids cried for, for altogether different reasons in the, back, <laughs> in the back of the van, and that we set out to do it, you know, uh, 04, first Sunday of 04, we started more life church with um a handful of people and a whole bunch of faith and hope and
0: actually just for you guys listening on the podcast the columbus ohio area is our number 4 um city that listens to the podcast so it's awesome you know, so i'm not sure if they come from your church or you know some other church but they could but yeah.
2: if they're listening in columbus they know where newark is and they know i'm telling the truth when i say if Nobody still listening Those numbers probably nose diving
1: <laughs> right now. <laughs> I said less life anyway. <laughs> I so, want to pull those stats again next week. Yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah. that's been our journey, like up until the launch, and um, yeah. just just been totally grateful and and amazed by what God's done over the last seventeen years. which just been awesome. So tell us about the building
1: and all where you are now. That's pretty unique.
2: Yeah. So um, in 2007, we had been saving up as a church to buy a piece of land, and uh, we purchased a an old school building, right on the main thoroughfare through our city, and um, old two story brick building built in like four or five different stages. Kind of an interesting kind of an interesting story actually because it was um the school the school district was selling all of their elementaries and consolidating into what ended up at that time being the largest single elementary built with state funds wow. so they were selling them all we were in the best location with the most land and the and it was the largest it was the largest of the buildings and they were expecting quite a lot out of it so we went to auction And um, obviously ended up getting the winning bid. There's a a backstory that's kind of interesting, but jumping to the the highest bid. Well, it had to be approved by the school board. the, The final contract did, because it was significantly less than what they were planning on getting from the sale of it. Well, while the school board is deliberating, there was a man there who... Uh, Was from the community, and our our church is situated right next to a very interesting building, which was used for the Longaberger Basket Company. Their world headquarters building is right next door. Well, this man had worked for that company, and they were one of the largest employers in the state. They were just booming at the time. He said, I want to tell you a story. Um, I said, okay. He said, I'm not telling you secondhand I was in the room when this happened. Said, I was in the room when our CEO offered to buy that building, that site, and relocate that elementary to another location on his dime because he wanted the land. And they couldn't do it. There were rules, they couldn't do it. And he, I said, He said, that was 1997. Hmm. And I real quick put the math together. I was like, when they were deciding that was the moment Ange and I said yes to the call of God. And wow. it was just like this, this knowing inside. God was holding that for us way back then, the moment we said yes. Yeah. But it took us years, just like 10 years, to step into the reality of it. But it was just, uh, just another one of those amazing moments where we were reminded God saw this ahead of time and was preparing the way for us. Sees ahead and provides. Every time. It's amazing. Wow.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, sometimes we, we just we don't know. And your parents are trying to get you to stop to, to not do the plan, too. Not, yeah. Not,
2: nothing against your parents. You know, no, no, you know. no. They 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 love, they love me and were well-meaning. But, you know, I think that's an important thing for me to say. We have young kids. Yeah. And I think it's important for me to say that I'm not against um, higher education, higher learning at all. We have two kid. One, our oldest son's getting ready to graduate from Ohio State with a degree in finance and a minor in history. Our um, our youngest daughter is um, pre law at Ohio University, so we love education, um, and I'm for that. But for me, it was about doing the plan that God had set for me, yeah. and not my parents' plan. And I think it's times it's easy now that I'm a parent of that age kids to want to get in the way and kind of steer and control or overly influence based on maybe what we wished had happened or our own fears or our own desires for our kids. I was just thankful that as I expressed my desires to my parents, they they ended up being very encouraging about what I wanted and what I saw God was leading us mm-hmm. to do. You know, whether that's university, remember Bible training college, you know, traditional workforce, whatever, Young people right now they have a really tough decision ahead of them, and one of the reasons I love my son's decision is he doesn't know what to do yet. Yeah, and university is an awful expensive course of study <laughs> to find yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 no disrespect meant, but most higher learning centers probably don't have. The kid's best interest in deciding quickly which direction they want to go, because the more semesters they could be there, the more tuition. So that just—that's just my angle on it, and I'm just glad that my parents were supportive.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm all for education. I love you it. You know, have a have a degree myself. You know, but but then again, um, it happens a lot of times that we, we have kids that they'll go to a traditional college, and then you know. They're they're there a year, maybe maybe two, and then they just feel well, this isn't what God has for me, yeah. you know. I, I understand it's expensive. It <laughs> well, is expensive. Learning learning things, but you know, I, and I know with um with my youngest son, he, he was he was in school, um in college, University of Central Oklahoma, you know, fine, you know, he's studying business, and so one day we had a heart to heart, and I asked him, I said, um, well, what do you want to do in life? I mean, you know, you're studying you know, business, um. You know, certain business you want to do or whatever. He goes, "Well, I really think that I might go in the ministry." So "Well, if you're going to go into ministry, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, you can always go back and get your business degree at, at some point in time, um, especially with all the online things or, or whatever. Maybe you should go to Raymond." And so he's like, "Yeah, no." And so um, it was interesting. Few months later, I guess I guess he started praying about that. Um, because now he wouldn't tell me. The first person he told was my was my dad. He that's goes, awesome. He said, you know, I'm I'm gonna go to Raymond, and so um, he um decided at the at the time he wanted to. This was like he was getting ready for the spring semester, and he decided we said, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and w- start Raymond in the in the fall, and so that's you know where he is now. He's a second year student, you know, and but you know, I, I believe that everyone needs to make their own decision, and yeah. and you know, sometimes like as a parent I I get it I mean you know we we want the best for our kids and you know we're we're willing to sacrifice sometimes and and help them even though it's quite expensive you know but but we want them to do what they want to do and and a lot of times these it seems that this generation they don't know what they want to do and they're not trying to find out they're just trying to just go along with well this is what you do you you know you know you go to college or whatever but if you want to know more about Raymond Bible training college rbtc.org you just go there there's plenty of information about the the, the training college, and we are, happen to be the most affordable Bible college in the nation, not because we're cheap, but because we have some great word partners that everyone who comes to Rayma actually gets a um, scholarship, because our word partners pay over half of what it probably really costs you to come to Rayma. And so um, if you'll just go there and um, find out more information about Rayma, if you'll give us your name and your phone number um, and your email, um, we'll, we'll give you some information about Rayma, and probably try to set up an appointment for you to come to campus anyway. So, um, what's it like being back in your hometown? I mean, that's, um, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's, um, I mean, you said you like your hometown.
2: You know, for me, as I've been, as I've been talking to the third year students this week, they, they were asking me questions about how do you know where to go? How do you know where to start? Yeah. And one of the bits of advice that I gave them was go where you love the people, like where there's, If I could use the phrase, a supernatural love for the people in the region. Or maybe irrational, you know? Mm. And that's there for me. I love, like, that's my town. Like, that's where I grew up. That's where people invested in me through school and through sports and different things. And, like, the honor of, now I see it differently. Like, the honor of being able to go back and see people in a region transformed with the gospel and the power of God. Like, be able to invest and be a difference maker in that way and lead other difference makers Mm -hmm. is beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, It's awkward though. At times, to be honest with you, I'll never forget the first time I was preaching a message and an ex girlfriend was in the congregation. (laughs) (laughs) That's really awkward. You know what I mean? That's really awkward, (laughs) but it's beautiful because you don't have to fight uphill or upstream to find out culture, to find out what the, community is about you grew up there so you know yeah. you know what to say what not to say you know a little bit about the people you're pastoring in a general sense because that's your whole life yeah. and that yeah. makes that's a very distinct advantage than yeah. going in a place you don't know anyone you have to learn about the community values and yeah. figure that out and you're maybe an outsider it's not bad but just i love that angle for me
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and you know actually i am
0: I went and preached in a place in a little town in Nebraska and there was a, 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 the, the pastor's wife was from like 20 miles away. I mean, you know, but the pastor was originally from Nigeria. Mm. So there was culture shock. Yeah. You know, from, you know, and, and he, when he, so he was actually from a larger city and I, I, you know, I think Lagos or something, you know, one of the largest cities. And so, you know, going to a little town in Nebraska, that did have a not a super center but they had a walmart and i think they had a walmart and a um, mcdonald's and a dairy queen mm. and a um, true value hardware i mean you know, that, that's about it and then they were in downtown a dying downtown area where they were able to to lease a, a building and you know one of our first conversations was culture shock mm. you know now the wife had no issues because she's from that area understands the people um and the husband was still trying to figure out lord <laughs> where did you put me and wow. why am I here yeah. and a lot of times too we you know like we we see people you know they come from a small area where there are more people in our church than there is in their hometown, yeah you know and and so um sometimes whenever Lord leads them somewhere else. I mean, they they just can't relate. I mean, you know, it sometimes it takes a long time to be able to relate to the people. It does because if you can't relate to them, you know. But obviously, from, being from your hometown, you you understand. You understand the culture. You understand that probably most people in your in your hometown are Ohio State fans. Because, Absolutely. You know, because you know, Columbus being so close, right you there. Know, you know. So and thank God, you know, God didn't take you to Michigan because that might and that, <laughs> that might be that have been brutal. That
2: might have been. <laughs> a <laughs> hometown just like a cool i think a cool interactive a cool story and interaction is you know when you stay in a location long enough and you've been to high school there and you have friends and then you have kids and they have friends the thing that sneaks up on you when you are like only you're like the pioneer of staying in a location you know yeah. i couldn't know my mom's Friends growing up. They're in Italy. They're in... Yeah. You know, uh, uh, that's yeah. what you see. I mean, so my, my daughter, one of her best friends in high school, was one of my wife's close friends in high school's daughter. Daughters, yeah. So, like, you see that stuff that you're interacting with. You're interacting with the kids of the people you went to school with. And so there's like another level of love there for the community because like, oh man, I want to help Drew's kids. Mm -hmm, I want to help Michelle's kids. You know, like we went to school together, I'm rooting for them. And so when they have crisis and challenge, you just have built in history. That is just such an advantage, such an advantage in being able to, you know, speak life and minister life to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to bring
0: you back to um, our next program and talk to you just about some some kind of subject that I don't I don't know we haven't really discussed. Perfect. But a, a lot of times we like to bring a pastor back and talk about some kind of subject that you're maybe something you're ministering to your church or whatever. But once again, maybe you're going through a time that you're not sure what to do, or maybe your kids they're going through an, an issue that they don't know what the kids, grandkids, you know, loved ones and. They're kind of struggling. Maybe they need to check out Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. dot um, Just go to the website there. Check us out. Um, find any. Well, maybe you, you feel called to the ministry, or maybe you just want to learn more about the Bible. Um, also, Oklahoma is not a bad place to live for a while. Um, I, I know that Aaron Antis, I mean, he he, one of our our, he's a businessman here in town. He believes that. It wouldn't hurt every Christian to spend two years at Rama just to get a foundation. Um, you know. And, and it says it's helped him every day in business to, to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. And, and it's an awesome place. So rbtc.org, if you'll check it out there, um, we'll give you some information about Rama Bible Training College. Well, Josh, it was great to have you this week. And like I said, we're going to bring you back um, next week. Um, but here at Rama, we're bringing hope, hope, help, and healing, healing to, to the world. God bless you.